When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Dribble, lets it fly. He throws it. FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Dad. Hit the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. I'm your host Scott Bogman. You can find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports. And I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know our guy, the Welsh, did not. He had the flu. Apparently, it was one of those really, really horrible flus. So uh, hopefully, he will be back with us tomorrow. But if not, you will be stuck with me again. So we'll have to play it by ear. But let's take a look at all the action from the Thanksgiving Day weekend, shall we? Uh, we start out with the two win teams, of course, and we work our way down. The Bucks at 17 and 3 won both their games this weekend. 119-110 against Cleveland and uh 137-96 against Charlotte and 
These were the 10th and 11th straight wins for the Bucks. They survived a late rally against Cleveland uh, for their first 10-game win streak since 85-86. GA did end his uh, double-double streak at 19 uh, against Charlotte. The 137 points was their highest total of the year, and they pulled away in the third quarter and just dominated in the fourth. It wasn't even close. Uh, the Raptors won both their games this weekend. They are now 15-4, and 90-83 at Orlando. Orlando and 130 to 110 against Utah in the game at Orlando. Norman Powell was the hero there. 19 of his career high 33 were in the third quarter and they had 12 consecutive stops in the third as well to pull away in that game and put it away in the fourth 90 to 83 and the 130 to 110 game against Utah. This I mean you could have turned it off at halftime. They were up by 40 points. It was the biggest halftime lead in Raptors history and uh, they were up, I believe it was 77 to 37. So it was unbelievable that they just pulled that far away against a good team. Utah's a good team, but uh, the Raptors are really, really good. They are 15 and four and one of the top seeds in the East. And I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. Another two win team from the East is the Heat and the Heat beat the Warriors 122-105 at home and then on the road they beat the the Nets 109-106. They are 14 and 5. They got up early in that game against Golden State. They're up 20 after 1, uh, up 13 at the half. They fell to a 6-point lead at one point in the third. But after that they went on a 27 to 8 run and closed out the Warriors. The Warriors are struggling. And then the Nets, they were down seven with a minute 45 left, and they uh, came back and won uh, 24 lead changes in that one and 12 ties, and they finished on, obviously, a 10 nothing run if they were down seven with a buck 45 left. So great win uh, for them against the Nets there. Then we go over to the Sixers, who won their two games. They're 14-6 and six now. 101-95 at the Knicks and 119-116 at home against the Pacers. Um, they were down 13 after the first against the, the Knicks and then 12 at halftime, but they won the third quarter by 14 points and just from there uh, held on to the lead. No Horford or Jay Rich in this one for them. That's probably why it played a little bit tight because the Knicks haven't been particularly good. Uh, in the game against the Pacers that they won by three points, two huge steals for Ben Simmons. Uh one with 13.9 left, uh, and then the assist to Harris to Toby to go up. And then he stole the inbounds pass after that, and um, Harris got fouled, and he went to the line. And then he had one more at the very end where he, he you know, stole the long bomb pass at the end. But um, three steals in the last you know, minute and a half or something here for Ben Simmons was uh, absolutely huge. And then uh, we go over to the Mavs, who also won two games. One of them on the road against the Suns, and then the other on the road on the West Coast as well against the Lakers. Uh, 13 and 6, that pushes the Mavs to. Uh, Doncic tied a career high 42 points against the Suns. They went uh, into the fourth tide, went up by seven in the middle of the fourth, and then never trailed again. Porzingis 0 for 8 in that game. He also had some weird argument with Aaron Baines, and I think they both got teed up. Uh, at the end of that game, just weird interactions and weird games for Porzingis recently. But the Lakers game was huge. They ended the Lakers 10 game win streak. Lucas scored 21 of his 27 in the second half. And you could tell that LeBron wasn't very happy about it. I mean, who's happy about a loss? But it was only the Lakers third loss. But um, 
it was uh, it was a huge weekend for Luca, and he's putting himself more and more in the actual MVP race uh, as we move along. The Thunder had a weird weekend where they played the Pelicans twice. They played at home against the Pelicans, beat them there, 109-104, and then they won 107-104 at the Pelicans. So it's just one of those weird, you know, this is like a baseball thing. And you just see this sometimes. It's just easier for travel and uh, with it being Thanksgiving weekend, I guess this was the the way it broke. But uh, in the first game at home when they won 109-104, OKC led most of the way until the Pelicans won on a 13-1 run in the third. But CP3 took the lead on a shot with 124 left, and then the Pels missed the last six shots in the game. In the second game, uh, they went on a 12-0 run in the last three minutes to put that one away. CP3 scored seven of the last 12. They outshot the Pels 26-10 from the line. And uh, Steven Adams uh, made three of his four free throws down the stretch. And uh, it was funny in the postgame interview because he's shooting something around 40% from the line this year. He hasn't played in all the games, of course. He's been a little bit banged up, but just shooting terribly from the line. But uh, they said, uh, you have your eyes closed? Or, or no, he said, I have my eyes closed on all of them, mate. You know, he's... Uh, a Kiwi. And then he said, actually, I was just aiming for the top right hand corner of the backboard. And that's why they went in. So at least he has a sense of humor about it. But that's the stuff that aggravates me to no end. I hate it when uh, guys miss free throws, especially down the stretch. But he made the tough ones. And uh, the Thunder improved to 8 and 11. So they went in the weekend 6 and 11 and uh, came out 8 and 11. So that's all you can ask for. On the one win teams, my Houston Rockets absolute domination over Atlanta. 158 to 111 they beat uh, Atlanta and James Harden scored 60 points in 3 quarters. And um he tied for the fourth most 60 point games with Jordan for third all time at six. And then, or no, he has four, excuse me. And then Kobe has six and Wilt has 32. So I don't know who, if anyone, is going to get back to that. I guess maybe if they add a four point line and all that nonsense that people talk about, maybe someone will get to that. But 58 per shooting for the Rockets in this one. And, you know, Atlanta is kind of a sinking ship at this point. I mean, they should be better than they are, but they're not. And the Rockets took advantage here. And James Harden uh, getting uh, he was a point away from his career high and also the Rockets high because he holds that now over Calvin Murphy. Uh, the Blazers also went one and zero this weekend and they've been good. The third win in a row for them. Whiteside had 10 blocks in this one. And uh, I think he missed a triple double by two points or something. I think he is eight, 15 and 10 with blocks, which is nuts. And Blake uh, Mello. Mello was good, you know, 23 and 11. So he's kind of been helping them, I guess. And I'm not a Mello guy, but I'll admit when I was wrong. And it seems like I could have been wrong on that one. And uh, and he also tipped in a Lillard miss to put the Bla- Blazers up for good with um, about 13 seconds left in this game against the Bulls as they go 107-103 over the Bulls and they pull to 8-12. and 12, So they're getting themselves back in that. This team was in the Western Conference Finals. I've been telling you guys how disappointed I am in them, but uh, hopefully this is more things to come from the Blazers. The Kings 
beat the Nuggets 197 in overtime, uh, bringing their record to 8-10. They trailed by 17 at half, making them only the third team this year to come back after being down 17 points at halftime to win. And uh, Barnes scored 30. He was a huge integral part. And, you know, Luke Walton just said, this is what we want. We want to stay in games and... Uh, I think Marvin Bagley is actually pretty close to coming back. He might be back in uh, tonight's game or some point later this week. He's just re- he's at that point where they're like evaluating him every day to see if he's going to get cleared. So expect that to come soon. Uh, going over to the teams that split the weekend. So these teams went one and one. The Lakers, obviously, I told you about the... Uh, 110-114 loss to Dallas, uh, but they beat Washington 125-103. to 103. They outshot Washington 51-39%, uh, to 39%, 10th straight win. LeBron uh, and AD set out the entire fourth quarter. I think they got out to like a 38-39 or 39 point lead in that one. So, and I told you one about the Mavs. They they still outshot the Mavs uh, 46-43%, to 43%, but they had 10 fewer shots. So, this was a game the Lakers could have won, but you know they're seventeen and three. They're still in first place, and they're still they're in cruise mode right now. They can uh, basically do no wrong except for that game, and that was just Luka Doncic going nuts. The Clippers split the weekend ninety seven one hundred seven against the Spurs. They lost, and then one fifty to one twenty five. They beat the Wizards. A bad shooting night for Leonard and PG in that uh, loss to the Spurs. It was. Uh, 8 of 23 for Kawhi and 2 for 11 for Paul George. So just an off night for the two stars. It's not going to add up for a win for the Clips in that one. And then the game tonight where they uh, beat the doors off of Washington 150 to 127, uh, 125, excuse me. They were up 27 at halftime and then, you know, just leaned on it from there. From the Clippers, we go to the Celtics who lost 107-112 at the Nets and then beat the Knicks 113-104, bringing their record to 14-5. And Brooklyn led the whole way, uh, but... Um, uh, against Brooklyn, but they kept letting the Celtics get back into it uh, all the way up to the last few minutes where they pulled away. But they were in it uh, the whole game, but they never took the lead. Against the Knicks, uh, they went on a 17-4 fourth quarter run to take the lead, and they were trailing up to that point. So the Knicks played well until, you know, it mattered, which is kind of funny because that's kind of, you know, the, the Knicks... I mean, I mean, you know, this is around about me saying what I want to say. I feel like they're a coach away. Going back to the Celtics, though, uh, there was a little bit of payback for the Kyrie sucks chant whenever Kemba Walker went to the line against uh, the Nets in Brooklyn. They uh, they they were cheering Kyrie's better, which was kind of funny. But um, a decent weekend for the Celtics, 14 and five, still a very, very good record for them. The Pacers win 105-104 over the Hawks in overtime and then lose to the Sixers 116 to 119. And they took the lead on a TJ Warren three with 112 left and never let it go in overtime against the Hawks. Uh, they held the Hawks to 11 points in the third quarter, which was a great quarter for them because they were down uh, big going into halftime. And then against Philly, uh, the Simmons steals, that was that game. And uh, TJ McConnell, because he's playing for the Pacers now, he got a nice salute from the Philly crowd. So, you know, Philly booed Jimmy Butler, but, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, you know, Philly fans, so terrible and all that stuff. They appreciated TJ McConnell. He was there for a lot of bad years with the Sixers. So he put in his time and always uh, came to play and uh, worked hard and all that stuff. Maybe not the best player, but a great role player. And 
uh, an NBA starter for a long time for the Sixers. So nice to see the appreciation there. Uh, going over to the Jazz, they split the weekend, 103-94 over the uh, Grizzlies, and then 110-130, they dropped that game against the Raptors, bringing them to 12-8. and uh, They were down 15 at half, but uh, according to Coach Quinsiner, threw themselves onto the defensive side, and then they led by two after the half, So they or after the third. They won uh, the third quarter by 17 points, and then they didn't let go of the lead. So a uh, nice win against the Grizzlies, who they should beat. I wouldn't say they should go on the road and beat the Raptors, who are a really good team, but they shouldn't be down by 40 at halftime, and like that was the largest deficit um, or lead for the Raptors at a half in franchise history, also largest deficit for the Jazz in team history uh, going into halftime as well. So not a good look for them in their most recent game. So uh, I'm sure they'll get back on it. That team's too talented to be uh, dropping games by 20 points and down by 40 at one point. Uh, the Nets split the weekend, 112-107 against Boston. Uh, that was the game I just told you about with the uh, Kyrie's better chance. And then they lost 106-109 uh, to the Heat, bringing them to a 10-10 and record. And uh, the game, the win against Boston was a big Dinwiddie game, 32-5-11, two seals, two blocks. And uh, like I said, they kept driving the lead up to double digits, and the Celtics would cut it back down to 5-3. to three. Um, but they could never come all the way back. So the Nets held on. And then against the Heat, uh, you know, the they blew the lead. They were up. This is the one where they were up 145 and uh, finished on a 0-10 to run against the Heat. And uh, Dinwiddie was great again. And then they asked Kenny Atkinson, has he decided what he's going to do with Dinwiddie? Because if Ky- when Kyrie comes back, not if, he's coming back. But when he comes back... You know, Dinwiddie is coming off the bench, but he's probably playing too good to go uh, back to the bench. So uh, what I think the plan is going to be, he said he's not sure, but would be to slide Karis LeVert back to the bench and then start Dinwiddie. But I don't know. Uh, We'll see what happens when and if Kyrie ever comes back. Keep your fingers crossed. Uh, The Magic split the weekend 83-90 versus Toronto. They shot 35% and had 24 turnovers. That's all you need to know about that game. And then 196, they beat the Warriors. They're 8-11. 32 from Evan Fournier. Huge game for him. And he hit the game-sealing layup over Draymond with nine seconds left. I mean, that's a good Turkey Day weekend if you're Evan Fournier. So uh, great performance by him. And the Warriors are obviously a sinking ship. Even Kerr has said that they're playing for next year already. The Hornets also 1-1 one one this weekend. 110-107, they won on the road against the Pistons. 96-137 to got blown out at Milwaukee, bringing them to 8-13. and And in the win, Langston Galloway threw up a prayer uh, right as time expired from midcourt, and it rimmed out. So it was close to going into overtime. But uh, Devontae Graham hit a three-pointer to go up 108-105, and that was that. Blake missed a free throw with, I think, like a minute 12 left that would have tied it. But... Uh, that was that. After going up 108-105, that was it outside of that heave that almost fell. And then, you know, they played the Bucks. I already told you about that game. Uh, they were outshot, just outmatched, and they're 8-13. and uh, The Pistons split the weekend. Uh, they lost that game 107-110 against the Pistons with that Galloway shot, but they beat the Spurs 132-98 to and brought, brings them to 7-13, and but also just a weird game because the Spurs beat the Clippers and then lose uh, to the Pistons here. Um, outshot the Spurs 59 to 40% with a career high for Christian Wood. That'll do it. I mean, when the Spurs are only going to shoot uh, 40% and 19% less, they ain't going to win that game. 
the grid the Spurs actually 107 97 against the Clippers and then 98 132 at Detroit they're seven and 14 they snapped the seven game win streak for the Clippers and uh, they held PG to 13 points that was the two of 11 in the Leonard 19 points on eight of 23 and then uh, they dropped that game against the Pistons. And then the Grizzlies lost 94-103 against Utah. They led by 15 and a half, but uh, that was the one where they uh, lost by two points in the third. Uh, they lost the lead by two points in the third, uh, but losing that quarter by 17 points. And then um, that was the sixth loss that they've had after having a double-digit lead. And then they beat the Wolves 115-107, uh, and they went on a 15-3 run in the fourth quarter to put that one away. John Morant missed that game with back spasms, and he's week to week. So sucks to see a young guy uh, go out like that and miss some of this developmental time, but there's no rush in bringing him back in. He's super young and is going to have tons of experience. So if he's having back spasms, let him get all the way back and then come on back. Uh, going over to the one-loss teams, I told you about the Nuggets dropping the one to Sacramento. They led by 17 and a half. Jamal Murray couldn't get up a shot with uh, 15 seconds left in regulation, which is uh, unlike him. And then Jokic missed five consecutive shots in the fourth quarter, and that's how the Nuggets. That's how you wind up losing a game. Only their fourth loss of the year. They're 13 and four. So, but. Even on the road, they should be beating the Kings. So disappointing loss. Uh, the Suns choked in the fourth quarter against the Mavericks. The Mavs also shot 13 more free throws, so they're getting to the line, and the Suns weren't. And they've lost six of the last seven, and they're eight and ten now. So I was bragging on them, talking about how people were excited, they were in a playoff spot, and now they're below 500. So uh, same old Suns is what it looks like now. Uh, the Bulls, 103-107, they lost that game to the Blazers. They pulled within two with 30 seconds left, but couldn't close it out. They shot 38%, and it was so close, Boylan said that it hurt. So the Bulls, uh, they haven't been in many games this year. You know, 6-14 and 14 will do it to you. So, uh, you know, the way the Blazers had been playing up until this three-game win streak, they looked very beatable. So I can understand uh, why that one hurt. And the Cavs, they lost the one to Milwaukee. They were down big, but they came back with 10 threes in the third to cut it to single digits and pulled within three with 220 left, but they couldn't close it out. So the Cavs are looking a little bit better, uh, but they're still 5-14 and 14 and losing the close ones, which is never going to get you anywhere. Uh, the Wolves lost that one, 117-115 against Memphis. They're 10-9 and nine now. They went on a 12-0 run and led by three, and then Memphis went on that 15-3 run to take the lead for good. And Saunders said that they lacked energy, which is weird because... This team had been real good, you know, um, until Wiggins had to leave because of the death of his grandmother. And it seems like, I don't know if they fell out of chemistry or what's happening, but uh, ever since that happened and Wiggins had to miss a couple games, they just haven't been the same team. So they need to get that, uh, you know, beginning of the season magic back and uh, get back up into a playoff spot because they're available. The two lost teams, and I've told you about all these games, so uh, the Wizards, Lost 103-125 at the Lakers and 125-150 to at the uh, Clippers. They're 6-12. and They're allowing the most points in the NBA. Um, they were outshot 39-51% to against the Lakers. That's the one where AD and LeBron set the whole half, and they are just an absolute mess. The Pelicans dropped that pair to the Thunder. They're down to 6-14, and so not a good look for them. The Knicks dropped both, both of theirs, 95-101 to Philly. And 104-113 against Boston. They're 4-16. They blew that early lead that they had against Boston. But um, 
not surprising. This team is in need for something to shake up. Uh, and obviously ownership isn't going to be shaking up. Enos Cantor said he doesn't think that James Dolan is that big a part of it. And I think that maybe that's true. And I love Enos Cantor. I don't know if this stuff really matters that he's what he's talking about. He just, he talked a little smack about the Knicks when he left and he said, guys don't want free agents. don't want to go play there because of ownership. So I guess ever since then, him and James Dolan have been buddies because they text each other and talked about what he said because I guess he didn't mean it in a rude way, whatever that means. But uh, yeah, because it sounds pretty rude, but and also truthful. But anyway, um, he said that he doesn't he doesn't think that James Dolan is that big of a process. But James Dolan makes himself a part of it when he's booting out old Knicks uh, from the stadium and he's tossing fans who, uh, you know, make a sarcastic comment to him and stuff. You got to have thicker skin, especially if you're living in New York. So I think he is a big part of it. And uh, obviously he's the one hiring these coaches that haven't worked either. So I don't know. Uh, It seems like he's definitely a part of the problem, if you ask me. The Hawks dropped the close one in overtime to uh, the Pacers. Trey Young scored 49 in that one. That tied a career high, but they lost in overtime. Then they got stomped by my Rockets. Uh, 111-158. They're 4-16, and and it's just going to be a long year, and it's going to be an even longer year for the Warriors. 105-122 at Miami and 96-100 at Orlando. They are 4-17. and Steve Kerr liked the effort in the game against Orlando that they only lost by four, but, you know, it's just, uh, it's going to be a rough go for them. So, We'll see if they can improve or if those guys are actually ever going to come back and Curry and Russell. And Draymond only played 19 minutes in that game uh, against the Heat. So I don't know what they're doing. They need to just, you know, Draymond needs to have a phantom injury soon and get him to rest up. I know they want him to be there for continuity and all that stuff, but what's the point? Let, let the young kids play and figure it out themselves. On the Monday night slate, We've got Utah on the road against the Sixers. Sixers are favored by five and a half in that game. The Suns are four-point road favorite uh, at Charlotte. I think that I would take Charlotte in that game. Uh, They've been playing better. The Suns have lost six of the last seven, traveling across the country. Give me the Hornets in that one. Atlanta, a six-point favorite against the Warriors. I think that line's about right. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Warriors outright win this game against the Hawks, uh, but... I think I would take the home team, and I think six points seems fairly reasonable. Uh, the Bucks are hosting the Knicks. I think that uh, GA still has the tweaked ankle, so no line in that one. Memphis in the Pacers here. Bunch of guys banged up here, especially John Morant, where they're saying week to week, so no line in this one, but I would take the Grizz. And then the Kings are five-point favorites hosting the Bulls. I think that line is probably about right. But if the Bulls play with the effort that they played with the other night, They could easily get this win against the Kings. But uh, that is going to wrap it up for me. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving weekend, and we're going to enjoy some NBA basketball this week, too. You can find me on Twitter at Bogman Sports, at Is It The Welsh, at Sports Grid, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody.
open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.